Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you fucking liberals? Fucking don't call yourself a red-blooded American unless you eat enough microplastics to shit out a lower receiver of an AR-15. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to another episode of Snacks Facts. Um, Snacks is on a big eating plastics thing. Yeah, right Rob is really... It. We need to get Rob on the podcast, dude. We need to fucking... We should. We need to get... Rob is very much... We have to lay down some ground rules. Uh, he's really... Listen, he's really good about... like I, I play video games with him all the time on stream. He's really good. There are some times where I'm like, all right. Uh, you know, I'm like, maybe don't say that word. But... Um, yeah, but it's not anything. Dude. It's not anything terrible. It's just he's he's really funny though. He's so funny. You'll get it. You'll get that on the big jobs. You will have really that on the big jobs. Into my vernacular, yeah. so, I, I, it's so priceless. So you'll have that on the big jobs, and then there's this whole microplastics thing. And we were, I was, we were playing. Um, we were playing Hunt Showdown with. Uh, it was me and Rob playing, but Jesse was just in the voice chat hanging out. And <laughs> they were telling me <laughs> they were telling me about this thing where one of their friends was starting a YouTube channel and they were like kind of like clowning on him for it and they were like they were like we're gonna make an anti YouTube channel to his YouTube channel so when he's like you know <laughs> donate five dollars you know I'll donate half of whatever everyone donates to this charitable organization this animal shelter or whatever and he was like. We were going to make a video and be like, for every fucking dollar donated, we euthanize a dog, okay? <laughs> You're like, man, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we have to do the opposite of yeah, curing cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and like, for every dollar you donate, we give someone cancer. Yeah, we cancer. give someone cancer. And like, it is such a I've fucking. Smile of radium and a spray paint can. And I'm ready dude, to go. It is, yeah, it's so. It, it was like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, how have you been? If we haven't, I don't think we talked like all weekend. How was your Thanksgiving? Nah, I was a slug this week, dude. Yeah. Or I, because work ended for me Wednesday, Same. and technically even like I, I stayed because the people got out early if they want, like because a nice thing. Like most everybody got out at two, nice. but I always volunteer to stay because I'm to get GBPs, and yeah, also because I'm sitting in my house doing nothing. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I just. I read a book to get GBP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is also why I don't tell anybody at work that I have a podcast. Uh, the, <laughs> um, so I just Wednesday, I chilled. And then a Thursday, I was like, I'm not going to do a fucking thing today. I'm not going to do anything. Use. I got up I and I played Deep Rock Galactic for like nine hours. Nice. I think I took a break. To watch John Wick and then go back to Dude, playing nice. Deep Rock Galactic. I need to upload the Rock and Stone or the We're Rich. Oh, uh, Rock voice and Stone. Yeah, We're Rich. Yeah, We're Rich. Get, uh, oh, on dude, the board, the, dude. Yeah, the We're Rich thing is so yeah. funny. It, <laughs> if you don't know, we'll do that in the middle of like ultra, like high level missions. Someone will throw that down, and everybody runs over yeah. to go fucking ping it. If you don't know, Deep Rock Galactic is a video game where you're like trolls or, or dwarves who mine dwarves. things. And you like you go in these and fight, but yeah, and you fight, yeah. You can you shoot like these bugs and shit, but you like go and mine stuff. And usually, there's some like there there's a 
you get an achievement for not kicking the barrels in the start mission area because everybody kicks the barrels. That's like it's so just like yeah, tempting. you kick it. Yeah, it's so tempting to just kick them. And then you can slap the dice on the way out that are hanging. But like, if you find like a high value ore or something like that, everybody just stands yeah. around it for like five minutes and use. There's a an while. emote. Yeah, there's an emote that just says "We're rich, we're rich," and you stand around the ore and you just yell "We're rich" for five minutes. It's like something you and, have to and, do. And and like, if you pull pull it out of the ground, someone from the other side of the map will run over. Yeah. To it. They're <laughs> like, oh shit, we're pinging it. I'm oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. We're rich. <laughs> it's my favorite part i i that game is very well designed and have a lot of camaraderie and i think it's really fun i do i don't I've think that, that game does not get enough love the, it doesn't get the love that it deserves um i think it's going to i think it is going to be a huge game over time because so. it every season it's getting bigger and like everyone who plays it has no complaints about it like it is very well made there's no fucking pay bullshit all you know everyone works together pretty well it's it's a lot of fun like i i love that fucking game yeah i haven't uh, i haven't played in a while last time i played it was with rob uh, he's the one that showed it to me so I, I i thought about re-downloading it and playing it again just because you were talking about it and i was like man i do miss fucking you should get it in season it's fun re- deep rock galactic i've been playing uh i played um do you ever see the anthology series like uh, they made Man of Medan, they made Little Hope, they made, excuse me, um, some other game. I can't remember the third one. They made this new one called The Devil in Me. It's one of those games where it's kind of like a movie, but like there's like quick time events and your actions and what you choose has consequences. Oh, um, kind of like uh, the Telltale games. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. And so they made a new one called the devil and me about hh holmes and we just finished that and now i'm replaying red dead redemption because i fucking love being a cowboy such a good game i wish rockstar i wish rockstar just didn't forget about it they were like fuck this game dude let me yank our hogs about grand theft auto more yeah gta 5 i'm like dude red dead could have been so fun they could have added more animals to hunt you know there was just like so many more missions they could have added plus Red Dead One had awesome DLC. That fucking Undead Nightmare thing was great. It's like they're not yeah. gonna do anything for Red Dead Two. Nope. No Undead Nightmare Two. No, I want an Undead they have Nightmare to, so bad. They have to fucking milk fifteen-year-olds for their parents' credit cards to buy shark cards and have like a three million-dollar car that does nothing. That doesn't do anything. I know. It is god awful. Still makes fifteen thousand dollars every ten minutes. Yep. Yep. That game makes. $25 million every 10 days or equivalent of $1 billion a year. GTA 5 online. Jesus Christ. You can't, I mean, you couldn't even try to get your boss to pay attention no, to you. You're like, hey, no, boss, dude. I had this idea. I just need like four programmers and then we can add. And he's like, okay, how many billions will yeah, it make? What, what are the. How many thousand a minute will it make? Yeah. He's like, I don't. I didn't really have that idea. Yeah, I, I, that's what I really like about Deep Rock is they designed it to not have all this pay shit, and they're always work, like working with the community to add more to the game, make yeah. it fun, and list, it's it's awesome. This, uh, this it's, and it's a bunch of dwarves, so it doesn't have a bunch of woke politics. Fucking woke <laughs> politics in my goddamn video game, gender brother. I don't even know what that is. You can fucking gender this, hoss. <laughs> fucking goddamn, <laughs> let me tell you what now. Herschel... 
Herschel Walker recently in an interview was like, "What's a pronoun?" And I was like, like "You don't know fucking what a idiot, pronoun dude. is." I, love, <laughs> I was like, "That makes you sound really yeah, stupid." I love that <laughs> argument of like, "I don't use pronouns," and I'm like, "You're the dumbest person." You just showed me how fucking you sure? stupid you were. Um, you talk like Kevin yeah, from The Office because yeah. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I don't think that's right. <laughs> um, that shit is so ridiculous. It's hilarious to me. The this. Uh, this weekend was the first weekend that, uh, or I'm sorry, this Thanksgiving. Fuck Thanksgiving. Get that out of the way real quick. Dumbass fucking holiday. Fuck it. Fuck the pilgrims. It's, it's sweet that we get two days off. That is year. true. You get it. Yeah, that is That's very, yeah, I agree with that. And I will note that Black Friday being a trample fest isn't really quite what it used to be. I think no, everyone kind of got away from that, and that's sick. I'm Online glad that shopping, we kind of got over People it. are like, why would I go to the store and pick this up when I can just get a Cyber Monday deal? Or, or I'm sorry, like did that. you say 5 in the morning? Yeah, no. no I'm good. Hard <laughs> no. pass. But uh, it was the I first... I ate two and a half pounds of deviled eggs yesterday. Yeah. I cannot get yeah. up. <laughs> um, it was the first... Um, thanksgiving where all everybody was there in my family like my brothers and everything since somebody just had to go to prison for seven years so we had selfish. to go to prison mm. so the DA just was had cool. to prosecute yeah for real i'm gonna tell you what now um but then i was streaming the other day and one of my brothers that both my brothers Kiefer and tyler called me and uh they were asking me to recount a story that had happened a long time ago. And this started an idea that we would start a three brothers podcast. Um, but basically what had happened was I was like 17 and I went and stayed at my brother's house one time and he was like, Hey, me and Kiefer, we're going to go party. So hold down the fort. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Seven. Uh, see you later. I, yeah, I was se- I was seventeen. Okay, so oh yeah, oh. no, 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 I wasn't seven. I was seventeen. So he was like, hold down the fort. He was like, also PT Dubs, uh, my neighbor's gonna come over. I need you to sell them some acid that's in my freezer. <laughs> and I was like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> anything else? Yeah, anything, anything else? else? He's like, he's like, I got a batch of meth cooking yeah. up right now. All you gotta do is pour in the muriatic acid, yeah, good and to go. Distill it for like an hour, then you're done. So I was like, fool, yeah, whatever, cool, man, no worries. So they leave, and then the neighbor knocks on the door, and he's like, hey, man, Tyler said he, you had something for me, and I was like, yeah, I'm I got here you. to buy drugs from a child. Yeah, from a from a teenager. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I sold him this asset. He was really cool. He was like, hey, you know, if you're here by yourself, if you want to come over and play Xbox or something, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we're just hanging out. It's me and a couple friends. And I was like, all right, cool, Sweet. man. I appreciate it. I ended up just playing Xbox by my PS3 by it's myself better. in my yeah. brother's apartment, but. Anyways, so, like, I fall asleep, and, like, 5 a.m. rolls around, and I get a call from my brother, Kiefer, and he's like, hey, man, I need your help. And I was like, what's wrong? He was like, Tyler's fucked up. I've got this car that's been reported stolen. I need you to drive it back to someone's house. And I was like, cool, sure, why not? Bring it on over. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> He was like, he was like, and this is, this, the year was, like, 2013. Like, I was getting ready to go to the Army and everything. He was like, it's a 2013 Camaro, so you'll get to drive it back to this person's house. And I was like, tight. Sounds good, dude. Sweet. Yeah, perfect. So I fall back asleep, and then I wake up to my my brother, Tyler, just beating down the door. And I open the door, and he's fucking out of his mind, fucked up, and was just like, 
just like huffing and puffing. He was like, you sell those guys that acid? And I was like, yeah, man. Well, yeah. And he was like, do you give you no fucking problems? I'll go over there and kill them right now. And I was like, You're it's like, dude. No. Yeah. I was like, chill <laughs> out, <great>. bro. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. So um, apparently they went to this party and then Tyler stole some guy's phone thinking it was his phone because he was on took a bunch of xanax i guess and that'll and that'll do it but uh they that'll do it so this guy apparently according to Kiefer, this guy was just like hey man Kiefer was like i need to get tyler home but i don't have my car it's at this other place and this guy was like here's my keys bro to my 2013 camaro no problem and he, uh, that guy also take a ton of dude, I guess I don't know, deal. man. And so they take this dude's car and they end up going to Waffle House. And while they're at Waffle House, um, someone calls the phone that Tyler has and they're and Tyler answers it. And he's like, hello. And they're like, and it's it. The phone ended up belonging to our neighbor at at like my parents house, like a longtime family friend um, that was at the party. Oh. And he was like, he was like, bro, this is my like the guy on the guy was like, this is my phone that you're talking to me on. And my brother was like, this ain't your fucking phone. This is my fucking phone. And my brother Kiefer is across the table, like, dude, who are you talking to right He's now? Like, wait, wait, what are you saying? Yeah, and, and Tyler's <laughs> like, bro, come to this fucking Waffle House right now, bro. I'll I'll show you whose phone this is. And the Kiefer's like, give me the fucking phone, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and so Kiefer takes the phone. He's like, oh shit, Robbie, I'll bring the phone back to you. I promise. And so they get, Robbie, this actually is totally yeah your is phone, definitely your phone. <laughs> so they get back in the car and they start driving off. And Tyler's like, "Pull the car over right now! Pull it over right now!" And Kiefer's like, "What?" And pulls over. Tyler gets out of the car, just starts walking away. And Kiefer's like, in the right lane of the street next to him. And Tyler has this thing when he gets drunk. If he wants to go home and you're not taking him home, he will just walk home. He will just. <laughs> He goes. He is like the man wants to yeah, go. He, he will walk all. He walked from like the fairgrounds to our, our parents' house, which is like a good like twenty miles one night in the snow. Um, what the fuck? yeah, dude? He is yeah. He's on a mission. Like he is determined. Um, and so Kiefer is now trying Surely to. Surely it would have been faster to wait for that person to take him home. But not in his inebriated state. So Kiefer's trying to convince Tyler to get in the car. They're on the side of the road. A cop could pass him at any moment he ends up getting him in the car we ended up being able to get that camaro back to that person and we were on the highway driving it and i was going like a hundred miles an hour i was fucking just absolutely flooring this bitch dude in this guy's brand new car uh it was quite the uh quite the good time um now that I am not working there, uh, when I worked at the airport, we would sometimes take rented cars and drive them on the runway as fast as we could. That's pretty tight. Because well, once air traffic control left at like six or eight or Dude, whatever, you're fucking doing yeah, whatever you ours, want. So <laughs> we just check the check the fucking radio. Like, all right, it doesn't seem like anyone. Just check flight aware. It doesn't seem like anyone's gonna land soon. We'd bring the radio with us. We'd be yeah, safe, of course. Obviously. Yeah, duh. And speed down the runway because it's a big long runway. That's you never even time. do that. That shit. sounds like a fucking good time. That'd be it badass, was, dude. And and because the whole the whole place is you know a big concrete slab for you to drive your plane around on. Yeah, is just perfectly flat concrete. So when and the whole area is cleared out. 
Uh, so when it rained and snowed and ice, it was like a perfect flat sheet of ice. Dude, so we used to take, we used to take our cars out there and just drift like yeah. mad men. <laughs> it was so fun. That it was the best. We, or we do it in tractors and shit Holy too. Holy shit. That sounds like a good time, dude. Oh my God. Dude, it was, it was a, that was a fun job. To I love, I love, you had a lot of freedom. I love having like a serious job where you can just like fuck off. I like when I was in the army, dude, yes. I like. My 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 t- my squad leader was a real like fucking like let's just have fun do whatever do your job but let's have fun doing it. So we'd be driving around in the desert. He'd be like, "Hey man, run over that tree," and I'd be like, "Got it." And so I'd fucking like, <laughs> I'd run over the tree with the, our our truck, and um, eventually I ended up popping a bunch of tires because he was always like, "Run this yeah, over, I'm run bad. that over." And I remember one time we, we did <laughs> he does all the time. <laughs> and like these are not eliminate. Yeah, these, hilarious. dude, these are not like Humvee tires. These are like striker tires. They're like 200 pounds each. They're like huge and they're expensive. And I remember I, I blew one out. Tax dollars. Yeah, yeah that's where your tax dollars are going to. And I remember I blew one out in a convoy one time and we stopped and we had to change the tire. And my t- my platoon sergeant turned around and came back. And this happened because my squad leader was like, run that thing over. I was like, all right, I'll run it over. And then I, he was like, okay. he, he was like, we came upon this big dip. And he was like, hey, the guys are sleeping in the back. I want you to just fucking gun it. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And done. So, yeah, done. Don't have to ask me twice. And it ended up popping our tire and fucking. He was like, Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you piece of shit. Platoon sergeant turns around. And at the time, it was this fucking dude who was just goddamn out of his mind. Just fucking. He was like, I remember one time he was lecturing one of my friends. He was like, if you didn't have the army, fucking blah, 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 blah. He was like, if I wasn't in the army, I'd be out doing something else. And I and we were just like, you're a three-time fellow, and you wouldn't be doing anything else outside of the army. <laughs> it's so honestly amazing. Yeah, that you're, that you're still army. here right now. Um, <laughs> Fucking pre-9-11 restrictions weren't there. I guess, yeah. Or I'm sorry, post-9-11 uh, enlistment restrictions. But um, uh, so he turns around, comes back to me. Dude, and he just fucking lays into me. I'm like, I'm like standing there at like parade rest, and he's like, "You fucking dumbass, fucking piece of shit." He was like, "I'm if you fucking pop another goddamn tire, I'm gonna open a fucking investigation on you for negligence of duty." Fuck you, you fucking cocksucker. And I was like, dude, I was like, he's yelling at me, and I'm like looking at my squad leader while my squad leader looks at me, and like I'm just like, this is your fault that this is happening right now. Does not gonna... step in at all. Does not. He's like, yeah. Damn, yeah. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get. Bad. Yeah, I get done being yelled at, and I'm like kind of pissed off about it. And my squad leader's like, "Just gotta let it be like water on a duck's back. Just let it roll off." And I was like, "Dude, fuck you, you like, son of yeah, a bitch. you piece of shit." That's hilarious. Good times. Yeah, it was a really fun job. It was a perfect job to have in college because I. They could kind of let me do whatever I wanted for my schedule. So I'd work an 18 hour day and really any, I mean, any normal job, you don't work for 18 fucking hours. I probably uh, worked on like a busy day, eight, you know, (laughs) and I, so I'd be there for 10 hours. So I got to do, I did like, I mean, I credit that job for having my fucking engineering degree. Hell yeah, I did. And it was fun. I go, I, I mean, it sucked because I never had a weekend in college. Ever. Yeah, but I went in. I would I drive to OP, stay at my dad's, worked at that place for two straight days, make enough money to coast the whole week. I'd get all my homework 
and my assignment's done. So everybody thought they're like, "What the fuck do you do all week?" They're like, "How do you fucking have all this free time?" And Nothing, it was, it was the baby. best. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was awesome. I was down to clown all the time. That so sounds I just got lit. everything done. Yeah, and I'd get like people. People would see me dicking around all the time, and then they're like. Oh, dude, this this project. I was like, oh yeah, I finished that last week. Yeah. Doing a couple weeks, I'm and they're good. like, what? What? Like, fuck you. It was dog. a good time. Yeah, that sounds lit. Plus, I'd have uh, like you know, you, like the Fourth of July. We'd go up on the hangars. You can see every fireworks show. Dude, in Kansas, hell yeah, it's Kansas, so you can see forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, like you know, just. I take naps. I watch a movie every weekend. I watch like two or three movies in that job every weekend. It was the shit. That's fucking awesome. I want to go back. That's it. I kind of want to go back. Dude, fuck. I want to go back. Fuck working where you work now. Go back to the airport. I make like a third of the amount of money I make now, <laughs> but it it would be breathtaking having that much free time. That is and true. Stre- like zero stress. Yeah. You know? That is true. Except it was kind of stressful loading airplanes into a hangar that, that is, is that can also so yeah stressful. i can imagine that'd that be is, pretty fucking stressful that is a lot of equipment moving a four million dollar plane into a, a tractor hangar. in front of you next to a bunch of three million dollar planes yeah Woo. jesus christ dude yeah pretty dicey uh, be- it was a good time though before we get started someone asked me in my email inbox that how i got into content creation um, and I just kind of stumbled into it. I wanted to give you a super long, detailed response, and I might still do that at some point, but we got to get started. But I just kind of like one day, I always wanted to make videos and like be an entertainer, um, but I just didn't think I was funny enough. And then I do credit TikTok to a lot of that. I didn't start making, taking video making and content creation seriously until I started fucking around on TikTok. And now I hate TikTok. It's the worst. But Plus, plus you started the podcast right when you started yeah, well, TikTok. I, like, when I started doing stuff on TikTok and like started getting a following, I was like, I really want to do a podcast. And we started the podcast almost like months, like probably like a month or two after I started making actual videos. Um, and then that just kind of like, you know, fucking um, turned into what it is now, us making the podcast and me making dumb videos on TikTok and Instagram and live streaming on Twitch. And then we uh, they also asked why did I choose the, the, the optimism and angle of like promoting positivity yeah that's what i said i was like what are you talking about killing killing myself all the time dude but like i guess it's just the acceptance thing i don't know i spent a long time a long big part of my part of my life being a piece of shit uh and i you know i still will slip up every now and then be a piece of shit but uh you know telling people it's all right that's part of being human baby we fuck up we make mistakes you just gotta gotta deal with it and uh uh you make lots of mistakes i make tons of mistakes oh, you're gonna be shitty time, about dude. other yeah. people making mistakes yeah why, you know? yeah exactly you gotta be you know don't let people fucking walk all over you but you know people fuck up sometimes but uh i'll probably i don't know probably do a video about how i actually a little more in-depth video about how I got into content. Bro, creation. don't save that shit for the documentary. When the you documentary, get Beast yeah, I don't yeah. know about all that. I don't know if I'm. <laughs> it's coming. Famous. Not yet, but you will be. Maybe we'll manifest that just so, like, I can. Me and all the homies will never have to work again. 
Never have to work. Well, we will have That's to work. That's the plan. Y'all are going to have to work for me making videos, sure. sons of bitches, but we ain't ever going to have But we to get to it. run stuff over, right? Yeah, exactly. And break stuff and we're gonna things own up. Yeah, we are going to own an actual striker. And then... Our, I like to imagine our eventual goal to be a combination of Demolition Ranch and Dude Perfect. That would be I don't tight. know how they're going to yeah. combine those things yeah. safely. I agree. Probably wouldn't be that safe, but we no. will combine them. We'll have like a safety guy on deck, but we won't listen to him. <laughs> he's just, he's just there to tell us to be like. Someone, or they'll be like, we'll make like Rob the safety guy. Yeah. <laughs> then anything. He we'll is, be fine. Me and Rob are OSHA certified, so it could be either OSHA one certified. of us. But just be like, fucking, yeah, that's unsafe. But we're gonna fucking wing it anyways. We're just gonna go with it. Who's going first today? Just put a helmet on. Yeah, just wear uh, some safety goggles. They had a mod. Nice. My Hello, cat. Kitty. That's a good looking cat right there. Dude, she and Hawkeye, my little kitty mod, is uh, they're becoming friends. Oh, really? I recently, just a few days ago, for the first time, I witnessed them playing, purposefully playing, and I was like. I almost teared up. It's nice. a special moment. Dude, hell yeah. My two babies, they're friends now. Because she was pretty nervous about him. But what takes a lot of animals a little bit of time to realize yeah, is yeah. Hawkeye truly doesn't give a motherfuck about you at all. It's about me. He yeah. cares about me. And that's every it. other human being, every other creature in the world, he doesn't give a shit about. <laughs> and eventually animals figure it out. And they're like, all right, this guy seems fine. Yeah. He's, he's cool. He's an all right dude. So yeah, they've been playing. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going first. You went first last time. All right. Wait, wasn't there? There was an update about someone. You, who'd you cover again? Last episode. Yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? Chris Mark. That's the the blowing up blind kids one. That's the one we covered last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. His. Um. Was there an update with him? Yeah, I think the dude who blew him up is out of prison. Oh, really? What was that guy's name? Chris Dean. Chris Dean. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Chris Dean bomb. That'll do her. Bomber Chris Dean. I thought that was. Let me try to find it later when when you're going on. Because okay. there was a. When I was Googling it, there was an update about it. Oh, okay. Um. And there was another one too. I gotta start writing them down because I keep seeing shit about it. But I know that uh, Anna Sorokin was doing some shit. Basically, half these fucking people suffer the consequences for like a few days, yeah, and then you know, nothing, or, or, or a few years, and then they just they they just go right fucking back to it. <laughs> yeah, doing what don't they're doing. Give a shit. Yeah. Um. Also, one of our. Uh, I wanted to say thanks to one of our listeners. She doesn't. They actually don't know. So they typically don't want us to identify them, but yeah. they tagged us in a post about a con artist. I need to read about. So like, nice. like it was, uh, yeah, I was like, perfect. I needed something like nice. That. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, there was Anna Sorokin. There was a variety article that came out about her a week ago. Mm. And, uh, it said house arrest can't keep Anna Sorkin down. Quote, I'm still living better than all of you. Jesus so. Christ, dude. I was like, you're really doing everything you can for me to hate you. Yeah, uh, for you. Yeah, for us to fucking just despise you. Like, and I, I guess I respect it to an, an extent of like, 
You don't care yes. what anyone thinks about you. I fucking applaud no. that, but Jesus Christ. I wish she felt a little worse about um, ruining people's lives, but yeah, what do I but know? you know, yeah. But also at the same time, all the people, most of the businesses, like, I don't give a fuck if you took money from a bank. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Fucking who cares? A big bank, wah. Yeah. They'll get their money back. It doesn't mean anything. And, uh, you know, huge restaurants, f- famous uh, people. I'm like, whatever. You you ate, br- like, Warren Buffett's food yeah, without ooh, paying. okay. Warren Buffett, yeah. dude. <laughs> if I ever get in a Bill Gates house, I'm walking out with a backpack full of shit. Whether or not he knows it, I don't care. He's going to be like, damn, that guy stole all my stuff. Whatever. Just buy more stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, just buy it, buy it again. It'll be fine. Um. So anyway, this week I'm covering. I mean, I've got good news. We're going back to the 19th century because okay. I was a little too salty about Anna and the internet, and I was like, I want some good old fashioned just conning, you yeah, know, just yeah. telling lies like the good old days. Yeah. Uh, so I back when men were men and boys were child laborers, <laughs> and doctors were just guys who had vials of stuff. They in could them, do you whatever know? they wanted. So I'm covering Soapy Smith, which you already know. Okay. He's going to slap. Yeah, his yeah. Soapy Smith. Soapy Smith. He's a legendary cowboy con man. Dude, hell yeah. Uh, let me pop my notes over here. So uh, I got a few sources. There was this one really long article that I pulled a decent amount of stuff from. It was called The Short Violent Reign of Soapy Smith. It's super long. It's like basically a... Uh, short story almost uh that was pretty good and then i also uh, had some good ones from legends of america history.com and garawalton.com had a pretty good uh tear down of it so um the real name of soapy smith was jefferson randolph smith ii which is it's obvious why he doesn't go by that anymore it's terrible name soapy is way cooler yeah he was born to a wealthy family in november of 1860 in georgia his grandfather was a plantation owner, which is another way to say he owned slaves. Yeah, but the yeah. article seemed to keep dodging that. Fucking one. dancing so around that sl- one. Yeah, uh, they're like a wealthy plantation owner. I'm like, yeah. Mm, what does that mean? That yeah, how'd that happen? <laughs> and um, also, it's funny that they don't say it because they, his family faced financial ruin after the Civil War. I was like, because I all wonder of your why workers yeah. are gone. <laughs> yeah. Fucking slavers. <laughs> so, you know, boo-hoo, the slavers are poor now. Yeah. And um, so they decided to move to Round Rock, Texas. Uh, I don't know why. They just do that. They, maybe there's a new life there. Um, so Smith doesn't really like the move on account of being poor. And he, he, it was just way more fun to him to profit off of the backs of slaves. So he gets bored. And he starts hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know how it goes. Classic. Much like that story you told at the episode, beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong crowd. Yeah. Uh, this becomes kind of a general gang ruffian. Uh, this is when he starts figuring out a good way to make money is to just lie. Dude, yeah. Just lie. Especially back then. Up. Genius. So uh, one of his very first cons was this claim that he had a 10-foot tall prehistoric man. Um, it was actually just a statue that he had buried, but he uh, made a big deal about <laughs> excavating it in front of everybody, and then he showed it for money, 
And then he fucked off like really fast after because if anybody had read a book before, they would know. Yeah. He's definitely not a 10 foot tall man there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, his mother, Emily, dies at the ripe old age of 50 in 1887. That's a by then, you're a senior citizen. Yeah, that's a yeah. long life right there. I mean, seriously. <laughs> uh, he, he did not give a shit about his dad, I guess, because so, he just moves to Fort Worth immediately. He's like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And forms the infamous Soap Gang. Soap Gang? Soap Gang? Dude, um, hell yeah. The Soap Gang is full of swindlers, card charts, thieves, including the famous Texan Jack Vermillion, who uh, eventually rode with Wyatt Earp. He actually, nice. I didn't go into a lot of it because there's a ton of cowboy history. Fuck but yeah. this dude knew a shitload of, like, the dudes like we, famous fucking criminals we've been watching bank a lot, robbers, all of it we've been watching a lot of like cowboy history on youtube lately on twitch like tons of cowboy history Shit's yeah crazy dude it's it is cool i ended up reading about a lot of it um and if you guys want to it's, it, he's a great way to uh like kind of find a way in because he he ran into every fucking character and villain that there was um uh, so they're called the soap gang because of his go-to con easy beautiful con he would sell so he'd get this big crowd together well he's like he's like wrapping these uh bars of soap in like dollar bills like dollar five dollar hundred dollar bills he'd do it in front of people and then he'd wrap them in paper and then uh he would sell them to the people and they're like hey it's one dollar for this bar of soap that normally were like one to five dollars which normally would be like five cents yeah and uh just for context because a dollar you know that is actually way too much for soap yeah 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 um so but they're like they would buy that on the premise that they may get the hundred dollar bill so first person who buys it almost inevitably finds the hundred dollar bill they go whoopee and they i don't know throw their hat on the ground and spit (laughs) tobacco and a tin and everybody's like, oh, shit, this guy's for real. And then they would go and buy up a bunch of the soap. But the people who actually won were always people in the gang. Yeah. Because he knew which Naturally. bars were, obviously. Genius. Yeah, fucking, fucking really good scam, that. honestly. <laughs> I know. It's like, I was like, so clean. I, yeah. And I actually wrote, that would still work. That would you still could do work to right this now. day, yes. Yeah, you could go right down Mass Street and set up a bar and a soap fucking table and easily make a few hundred bucks off yeah. some shit like that. Um, uh, yeah, so genius idea. There, and that was kind of his whole thing was quick swindles. He didn't really like long cons. He wasn't making up fake devices or claiming there were mines full of diamonds anywhere. Yeah, He's just. He's t- he's trying to take the money out of your pocket. Yeah, that's all it's about. And uh, one of his classics was three card Monty, which is like the shell game, you know, but with cards. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. where you like follow the card, figure out which one it is, and of course rigged poker games because I mean a, a timeless eighteen eighties classic. Thing yeah, I mean if, back then. You know, this is where the myth of America came from. Because if you just had a deck of cards in your hand and a revolver, you could you could do just you about could take anything. on the world, bro. Uh, truly, <laughs> um, if you were a white man, of course. Yeah, of course. So anybody uh, else? No, you got to be a white no. man. Although back then, not being like an American wasn't it, like whatever that means wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, because everybody was an immigrant. You know True. what I mean? 
uh, still wasn't cool to be black. Unfortunately, that's that's just that didn't change for yeah. like two hundred years. Uh, so the thing is, most con artists move from town to town in to, to avoid getting their ass beat. But Soapy wanted to settle in Denver. He's trying to go legit, and okay. by legit, I mean become a more professional con artist. There it is. So he he opened one. Well, yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> So he opened a uh, combination saloon slash gambling house, which has got to be one of the deadliest places. Dude, for no shit. The mortality in the rate, wild west. The mortality rate <laughs> yeah. in that building was high. <laughs> it's like thirty percent of yeah. people die. <laughs> Uh, that's the kind of place that they need like little first aid kits just for gunshot Dude, wounds yeah. under every corner. Um, he. He had his little, presumably dirty, little fingies and a lot of pies back then. He had some fraudulent lottery shops, nice. which is also a really genius scam in retrospect. Like, you'll totally win the mo- Oh, that one didn't win? Oh, uh, sorry. That's because the lottery is a fucking scam. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, fraudulent uh, lottery shops, his own stock exchange, what? whatever that means. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, he did auctions with fake jewelry and watches, fake diamonds. Um, sold he sold stocks for companies that just didn't exist. Also genius, classic, um, and it's just you know classic old timey scams where you just just lie a little, yeah, and, just you know, a little no white one, lie. No one around you is going to ever be able to figure that out on the spot. You know they can't just whip out their information square and, yeah, and boom yes get you. So the the gambling house itself was a barrage of bullshit. I mean, every game was rigged. Um, if people didn't want to lose their money gambling or buy stock in a fake business, they would just beat his ass and kick him out of the place. <laughs> like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> Idiot. We're trying to make money here, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too smart. Yeah. You're too smart for getting kicked in the head. <laughs> so... Um, Soby used his ill-gotten gains to bribe Denver City officials to keep his shops open and establish himself as a king of underground gambling. He worked hard to maintain a good rep in his town by opening a saloon for Sunday services, bailing people out of jail. He'd donate money to build churches. Easy way to ingratiate yourself with yeah. the populace. Um, one big event that gained him kind of a Robin Hood status was... They heard this detective agency, which back then is like spooky shit. Yeah, like, detective agencies in the 1880s weren't what we know. That's a gang where they're like they work with the police. That's a gang, That's a gang full dude. on, yeah, like mercenary group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they could just kill you. Do back whatever then. we want. I mean, you you remember the Baldwin Felts in the mining town, the mining yeah, story yeah. I told. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in the Pinkertons, the Pinkertons, still yeah, the, Starbucks yeah, they're, strikers yeah, they're day. still here. Yeah, Pinkertons were professional fucking strike busters, goons. Yeah. Uh, so they there was a detective agency trying to force a confession out of a young woman. So he hears about it. Pulls up with the gang and squad and pistols. They don't kill anybody, but they are sufficiently intimidated and they free her. And everyone's like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah." That would get me hard. Sweet. That would get me hard. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Although, you know, odds are that first lady was going to was witness a crime that he committed or was yeah, responsible for. So, you know, <laughs> he's probably mostly just covering his ass, but he's fuck still, it's still a good story. He, fuck the goons. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, that being said, it did not take uh, long for the growing population of Denver, which is a huge growing city at the time, 
to get a little bit tired of all the gambling and stealing and the shooting each other in the streets. And, and, and so the newspapers start reporting on underground uh, criminal activity, which naturally leads them to the soapy gang, the nefarious deeds. Okay. So this uh, former Union Civil War colonel, he ran the uh, Rocky Mountain News, and he, he was really gunning for Smith. He was sick of him. So he exposed the corrupt police departments. Redundant, but, you know, yeah, it was yeah. in the article. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, their links to local criminals, which uh, was pretty big news. And it got the local legislature of Denver to close saloons on Sunday. They're like, Ooh. boom, this is crime. We're reduced by 14% right there. Damn. So you can't commit a crime yeah. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Lord's day. Uh, yeah, boom, <laughs> easy. So this really pissed off Soapy, however, because he got called out, and it was fucking up his connections with the police. Yeah. And it pissed him off so much that he and his buddy Banjo Parker, his real name, <laughs> pulled up on the colonel late at night, and they just cracked his dome with a loaded cane, and then they just beat the piss out of him. Damn. You know? Old-timey justice, yeah, yeah. according to gang. Gang justice. Very short-sighted plan, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they, they weren't, like, trying to kill him, and they didn't. And so, like, he's just going to say that He's it just going to get more, he, yeah, he's more pissed yeah. off now, and he's alive, so. <laughs> yeah, so, interesting choice. Uh, and But, you know, Soapy was into quick cons. Yes. He wasn't a long True. thinker, okay? He was not. He was uh, not. He... The colonel immediately told the police who just beat his ass, and Smith was arrested before the day was over for assault and scheduled for a felony trial. Um, this was big news in Denver and kind of a big news in America at the time because it showed the community that newspapers could be helpful for democracy and cleaning the city. You know, like True. shine a light where the filth is, yeah. people are upset about it. It's a good thing that Jeff Bezos owns uh, one of the newspapers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the they clean up the city. Um, let's see. Although I feel like I wrote a note. Now I'm like, what was I saying? This is actually being newspaper. Oh, oh yeah. I I was like, I don't really know if it was the newspapers cleaning it up so much as him getting his ass beat yeah. that got it cleaned up, but. You know, he was a newspaper man, we so came we didn't to the, have newspaper yeah. people to beat up. We came to the same <laughs> conclusion. That's all that matters. Yeah. The movement picks up pace, and reforms against saloons and gambling dens were proposed, and Soapy, Soapy decided that this probably wasn't going to be a scene forever, so he sold his gambling house and moved to a smaller town of about 20,000 in Colorado uh, called Creed. And, you know, it's just big fish. Pond was getting a little too big. He decided to go to a smaller pond, yeah. probably safer. This was also like uh, a silver mine Ooh. that had recently opened during a big silver boom. So uh, it was a great place to find people who wanted to shoot and gamble and what, or whatever. What what year was this? Uh, we would be in like 1891. Okay. 1891. Okay. Why? I was about to say, if the silver boom was happening, I was like, there could be, while this is happening, fucking old John Slack and Arnie are fucking pulling their diamond mine. Con. Oh, yeah. When, but when no, was that, that? Was, diamond, the diamond mine con was like 1874. It was like around that time, oh, but it wasn't quite on the nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was conning diamonds when Soapy was still Dude, in diamonds. Yeah, fucking goddamn. <laughs> uh, so. 
it, the opens up a new gambling house in Creed, and uh, other people were like, "Hey, that's a good idea," and do the same thing, of and course. he becomes the underground king of Creed. He's like, "Ah, whatever, this, this works. Yeah. Fuck it, fuck it, whatever." Denver's a piece of shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was here that he had another hilarious con where he uh, got people to pay him to see a petrified or mummified man that he found in a bog. Uh, it was just a skeleton that he poured concrete over. Which, again, <laughs> genius. Fucking oh, got him. They haven't seen a mummy in their Dude, fucking yeah. life. They've never <laughs> seen a picture of a mummy. It's g- easy as fuck. Uh, and, yeah, you know, it was a skeleton covered in cement. He put, he had it in the saloon, so it would get people to show up. You know, if they didn't want to see it, they'd get Drink. raspy. If they wanted to see it, they'd get drunk. They'd yeah. fucking see it, pay their dollar. Genius. Didn't last very long, as though it was typical for the time, because uh, much of the business district just burned down in 1892. <laughs> and then the silver market collapsed in 1893, and then the whole town kind of just evaporated. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, happens that's to the best of us. Bumskis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Like ah, town burned down. Everybody's yeah. moving again. It has. Um, you you will have that on the big jobs. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so Soapy decides. Well, shit. Um, I'll just go back to Denver. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't. I don't understand why he thought that was going to be a sustainable decision. But he goes back to Denver. Yeah, it's 1890. He's in the Midwest. Colorado is like a 15 year old state. Where else is he going to yeah. go? You know. He, was he can't like, go to Kansas City. No. That's going to be too big. True. Everybody's going to know. He was like, Denver's a shithole town. It'll never be anything. So we're going to fucking... Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes back to Denver to start some new businesses for the express purpose of being fronts for his cons. But unfortunately for him, the winds of the, the shit winds of change are blowing. And Colorado elected a governor who had a crazy liberal idea of addressing crime. Uh, so he uh, changes the culture dramatically with this by closing gambling houses, saloons, and brothels. Damn. Um, didn't want to get into too into this part of it, but at one point, Soapy gets official city permission to start a militia so that the militia stands up to the state police so that the governor doesn't impose his control. Very similar what? to what happened yeah. to Smith. Identical, actually. That's they had that crazy. kind of standoff. Yeah. Um, but they have a big standoff in front of it's so funny because they described it as like with the town watching. I was like, with an army versus a militia all pointing guns at each other, and you're just like standing there with your arms crossed, like, dude, oh that's man, day, what's that's gonna happen? Daytime TV right there, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is true. Uh, but he eventually loses. And so Soapy and his brother Bascom had been in the game a long time, and everybody knew their shit was so fucking corrupt that even officials couldn't take his name. They couldn't take his bribes and cover for him because yeah. everybody knows Soapy's a piece of shit. Yeah. They're like, nah, dude, <laughs> not going to fly anymore. Um, it, it'd be like, I don't know, trying to be a manager for R. Kelly now. Yeah. You know, and trying <laughs> yeah. to start his- no, nah. Charles Manson uh, asking you to be his PR manager. Like, you're like, yeah, nah, I, can't, like I can't. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one point, uh, Bascom and Smith, Soapy, be a saloon manager, half to death, for a protection racket. And the two of them are charged with attempted murder. 
Vascom was caught, but Sophie, he, Sophie just fucks off while his brother is sentenced. He Damn. Whatever. Yeah, he's like, Fuck no you. honor among thieves, yeah. brother. Vascom <laughs> uh, serves a whopping three years of prison for attempted murder. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. of, course. <laughs> of course. The thing is, back then, you have to imagine the jails are like the worst place to be. Yeah. For sure. sure. They have to be horrible. But so, you know, three years then. It's probably like five yeah, to seven years now, hardens. but that's still pretty light yeah, for uh, attempted for murder. the things they did. Nobody stayed in prison very long back then. Um, remember, it was the, the gold accumulator. Or no, who was that? One of them just goes to jail for a little bit and then like leaves and has a nice life. I can't remember who that was, though. Uh, it wasn't a big deal, though. Um, so while Buscombe's in prison... Uh, Soapy eventually arrives in Alaska because he's just slowly fucking off through the Northwest, through Canada, whatever, trying to get away from the bullshit and the murder charges. Um, And uh, also because Alaska is going through a gold rush at the time. So he finds enough skeezy miners to start up operations in a couple of mining towns called D and Skagway. Uh, I think there were foreign names and um he doesn't have the same success at running brothels and gambling dens as the grandfather of our 45th president did at the time (laughs) so he tries uh st louis and dc and uh which i was like dude what are you yeah what huge like you're away and so he goes back to scabway he's like all right wow fuck it that did not work no they have real police there they will beat my ass (laughs) So uh, he starts up the same old ops in Skagway, gets the marshal on the payroll, other important town officials. Um, his, next con, this one's hilariously obvious. He sets up a fake telegraph office where people would pay to send a telegram, and he'd be like, yep, sent it. Got it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't do that. So, uh, And then um, to get the responses he would just make something up and charge them to receive it, which what the fuck like, dude is such a stupid scam yeah, that's dumb like, as hell. I'm like, dude, are you going to imitate all these people that know these other people? Yeah. Like you're never going to keep yeah, up with that. That, that is, is so short. Fall apart real quick. Oh, uh, excuse me. So he also sets up more rigged poker gangs and a new uh, gang. So, the gang members would uh, pretend to be like reporters or clergymen to incoming residents, so they could kind of like feel them out and talk to them and like see where they would go. And then he would they would point them to Soapy's business. Uh, of course, like oh, you love titties, bro. You love t- dude. I got a, whole, a house right you. down there. Yeah. Oh, you love you love gambling. Oh man, do I have the spot for you? Yes, sir. And, um, doesn't take long. Obviously, the people are getting pretty fucking sick of it um and they form a group of locals or rather a group of locals form a vigilance committee called the committee of 101 which i think is the amount of people that were in it genius name nice yeah baller and um threaten smith and the gang to get the fuck out of town soapy responds by forming his own committee uh but these criminals aren't really like a committee type yeah (laughs) And most of the gang members are like, all right, well, if the town's this pissed off at us, we, we're not going to be able to pull any cons. Yeah, so they we got to go off and leave. Um, 
So they fuck off. He doesn't really get anything going with that. On July 7, 1898, uh, you know shit's popping off because we have a date. We got a date. A Klondike miner comes into town with about three grand of gold dust. Three grand at the time. I didn't convert it. It's a lot of money. They invited him to a friendly game of three-card Monty, and he is a fool, so he agreed. And when he he inevitably lost, he used to pay, so the three gang members just stole the dust and ran you know classic con yeah. obviously just steal it um the when the miners report or the miner reported the theft people were fucking pissed this is kind of a uh like flashpoint you know everybody's like holy shit these dudes will steal three grand out of your fucking hands like can't be safe three grand so, was about a hundred and seven thousand uh, dollars Oh, I'd posse I'd up for a hundred grand, off. brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. I would posse up for like half that, bro. I would fucking. Yeah. I would. I would kill so, your family for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if the, maybe Soapy's family, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not just any family, but there's some families. Any like family, that. you steal fifty grand from me, I'm killing your family. That's the rules, dude. Fuck kids. <laughs> so. uh the pretty much everybody knows right away. Like he tells them the story, they're like, "That's soapy as yeah. fuck. That's a soapy story yeah. for sure." You, you got soaped, brother. Getting soaped. The committee of one hundred and one tells Smith to return the gold. Uh, he refuses, saying the man lost fairsy squaresies, which you know that'll hold up in a court. Yeah, of, law. of course. Uh, Soapy did what any reasonable man would do in the situation, which is get drunk and go out to fight everybody in the committee. There you That's go. his plan. He's getting drunk. He's like, I'm going to fight him. They told me I'm wrong. I'll settle this one on a hundred. I that guess that is an old timey um, solution right there. Fucking just. Uh, well, actually, the old timey solution is coming up. Okay. So there are five men guarding the committee meeting. Uh, Armed. Uh, oh yeah, ESGs. Obviously, these no. are actually very appropriate for. Yes, our they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A derringer and a revolver. Yeah, I love that. Uh, a single action. So there were fi- there were five men guarding the committee meeting, uh, armed. Obviously, because it's what you do back then. The West. And uh, Soapy walk- walks up. He's got his own gun. Uh, he smashes one of them in the head with a rifle. That's his opening move, which, you know, he's holding the gun. That's a nice thing. He's not shooting right away. Yeah. He goes with the combat. You know, we can fight like men. Uh, another man, Frank Reed, because uh, he comes up later, points his gun at him. He's like, hey, you're smashing, you know, people's heads in. And Soapy shoots him in, in like, the pelvis. Damn. And um, the man, understandably upset, responds in kind, shooting Soapy three times and killing him instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Soapy. I was like, Soapy, what yeah. are you doing? Rookie mistake, bro. You are you go in and bash this guy's head in, and then you shoot somebody not to kill, just to maim? Dude, That's dumb. Yeah. That's so uh, stupid. I was like... I'm like, you're already so deep. You need if he stuck to fists, I think he would have got his ass beat, yeah. but been alive. Yeah. He would have been alive. They they uh, would but not shooting someone like you said. They would not risk killing an unarmed man and negating yeah, their whole exactly. movement. So Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they exactly. Fucked up. He, he fucked blew up. it. He blew he, it hard. It's it's very obvious that Soapy wasn't a long yeah. player, you know? <laughs> uh so while Reed himself is being tend tended to from being shot in the pelvis the deputy marshal was thrown out of office immediately for his known ties to Soapy. Nice. Uh, 
They immediately swore in a new marshal who got himself 25 deputies. God, what a fun time that would have been. fuck yeah, and they, bro. And they swept the town and and just kicked everybody's fucking ass who was involved with Soapy. They Hell kicked them yeah. out of town. They were, I want to be... They captured... Tw- Oh, wouldn't that be the I would best, love dude? to I mean, be a part of that fucking deputized posse. You, I, just, you know, I would live my, I would kick deep, kick in a door and you just start just throwing, fucking fists, throwing people across, throwing people out of windows, dude, fucking someone fucking back talks, you just bow, just shoot them in the face. Uh, like, we're good, dog. They actually, they actually don't shoot anybody. They that's, captured 27 members of his gang. Damn. So this is, that's what I like about it. They went in and they just kicked some ass. That is a, you know, that wasn't like, full arrest that is an efficient sure. that's an efficient deputized posse right there not a single oh, death real. yeah there, he's like boys soapy only had like six people in his yeah. game Who are these men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody was rearing for a hanging because they got 27 men ever they got 25 deputies everybody's just revved up Dude, yeah uh, but they decide not to uh, they kick everybody out of town or run them through trials and jail them. They also kick out Soapy's mistress because they're like, fuck you. Yeah. Just as a little whatever. Um, and they managed to recover all of the gold that was stolen, which Damn. I thought was nice because nice. I really didn't expect that money to ever show up again. You know that, that man story. who lost that gold died in that town. He was like, I'm never, these people really, really pulled it out from me. Oh, I'm never. Yeah, dude. Do I'm like, I love these yeah, people. Yeah. Those are neighbor <laughs> for real. Or he was like, man, I just got my ass beat, and then they did, like, a full village raid. This place is a little hot yeah. for having this much money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, read himself, the man who shot in the pelvis, dies because he went to a hospital in the 1890s. Yeah. I mean, you guys, it, you're fucking You can't done. amputate a pelvis. You're If you get if that shot- bullet isn't through... <laughs> <laughs> If that bullet isn't through and through, if it's still in your body, you're fucking you're dead, man. Yeah, if it's not... You a- know that, like, a lot of people think that the doctors killed Lincoln, not the bullet in his head? Do you know about that? Yeah. Because Lincoln uh, didn't die right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, didn't die, he didn't die for me. hours. They dug in his head with, like, a fucking uh, needle, like, dirty picks oh, and whatever, God, trying to dude. get the bullet out. And it's, like, in his brain a little bit. Um, but, uh... Yeah, Reed Reed died, obviously. The three original members who specifically robbed him uh, were convicted and served all uh, one year or less, because that's just that's how, how it was, dude. Him. Yeah. I mean, also, you have to consider, you know, uh, Soapy's mother died at the ripe old age of 50. If yeah. she served one or two years in prison, that's like five years now if you live to 80 that's or 18, six. Yeah, even. 1899 years. Like uh, yeah, years. exactly. You got a, inflation. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I really liked this line from the History Channel uh, article about it. They said the funeral services for Soapy Smith were held in a Skagway church. He had donated funds to help build. The minister chose as the text for his sermon a line from Proverbs 13. The way of transgressors is hard. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what a cowboy ending. Yeah. You know? Gets drunk, gets shot, and they're like, well, that'll happen to that, you. That's, you will and have that on the big jobs. And that is the story of Soapy Smith. That is, I love, dude, cowboy times. I would never want to live there. But fuck, I love cowboy times, dude. Because he wasn't Robin, he was a con artist. Yeah. technically, it wasn't it wasn't highbrow shit for sure. So, but uh, that know, is a good. That was a really was good fun. story. That was a good I like story. that one. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Uh, mine's a little further in the future. 
Um, uh, the criminal, the casual crim- criminalist on YouTube did a really good video. Uh, really, really good video uh, on this. Uh, had a lot of good information, and then you know Wikipedia, and I think History did History Mag did another one. I think that's where I got that. I'll have to double check. Um, so listen, super interesting story, right up my alley. Um, also it was really weird. Cause I was like, I found this story while driving back from my parents' house. Cause I was like looking on Reddit for something and I saw it and I was like, all right, let me like, let me, um, check this out. And then I started, started reading about it. I was like, this is right up my alley. And it's so funny. Cause I got home and soup was like, I have a story that you can cover. And it was the same fucking story. I was like, holy shit. I was like, dude, weird. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, Oh, whoa, wow. that was weird. Um, hell yeah. But while I was on my way home, I was like, let me listen to a podcast about this so I can kind of hear the whole story. So when I'm retelling it, like I'm not telling it for the, or hearing it for the first time, basically. Um, so I looked up, the name it's uh it's a story uh magdalene solace and i looked up the name and i saw two podcasts there was one that was an hour and 30 minutes there was one that was 30 minutes i was like did you clown is this when you wanted to clown on that podcast yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah so i was like i don't want to listen to an hour and 30 minutes give me the cliff notes we'll hit the 36 minute one let me go over my brain if I want to call them out by name because they really pissed me the fuck off. They really fucking, like, they got me riled up. I was like, I never turned off a podcast where I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. This is fucking garbage. Um, so I'm listening to the story. The audio quality. You never listened to a Joe Rogan episode? I have not, actually. I've never listened okay, to a Joe Rogan episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, me neither, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I'm listening, and I'm like, all right, your audio quality shit. That's fine. You know, we... It, we have audio quality issues every now and again. It is what it is. You know, we, we're still in the midst of you moving away. It, All about it's the content. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so I'm listening, and they're talking about this girl, and she did some really fucked up shit as an adult. I will 100% agree, you know, no mercy for her. But they're talking about her childhood, about how she was, like, on the streets. One, they use the word prostitute a lot, and that's such an outdated term, and I don't like that. Um, not amazing, especially not. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and so they're like they're talking about this girl, and they're like, yeah, she was she was twelve when she first hit the streets to be a prostitute, and There's her brother no child prostitute. That's not a thing. That's not a no. thing. Does not that's exist. Sex slave. Yeah, that's and a sex slave. and he and she was like, yeah, it was. It's a couple. It's a couple's true crime podcast, and they're like, oh, and then her brother was her pimp, and the guy, the the guy, the cup part of the podcast interjects and is like oh that must be like a really weird thing to you know bring up at dinner like what do you guys do oh she's a prostitute and i'm her pimp blah 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 blah. and i was like all right a little dicey but whatever dog um yeah so the girl goes on and she's like oh yeah you know she was a prostitute and then she had a side business of being like a fortune teller and she would read tarot cards again this fucking guy interjects and is like oh where'd she learn that on her back and uh, I was like, Jesus what? fucking Christ, bro. And My so, God. yeah, and that dude hates sex. Dude, yeah, hates, hates them. them. And so she goes on and the wife like snickers and I was like, oh, my God, that's so bad. But so funny. And she goes on and she says something about like, I think Magdalene giving like palm readings or something like that. And the husband interjects again and is like, "Oh, I bet she used that hand." And then was like, "Oh wait, no, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop doing those." And then the wife interjects and is like, basically made a joke about her fucking giving handies for money while she was a child. 
Um, and dude, and I was like, I was like, listen, and, and then I, I played it on the Twitch stream for the viewers to hear and make sure I'm not like over exaggerating that like this is fucked. Um, and so, um, the, I played a little more after that and they were like, uh, they were, and, and the wife was like, well, she did a lot of fucked up things. So I don't really care that we're dogging on her right now. And it's like, listen, man. As an adult, yes, you can talk shit about her all you want because she knew what she was doing, what she was doing was wrong, blah, 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 blah. But you making jokes about her being a 12-year-old having sex with grown men for money because she has no choice, like, that's the issue that I'm having That's horrible. You're fucking, yeah, and like, dude, it, mm, yeah. I I one-star reviewed their podcast and it dropped it because they had like 18 reviews. They were at a a (laughs) 5.0. And uh, they were at like a 5.0, and then I once I reviewed and it dropped down to like a 4.8. It really pissed me off. Like, it fucking, dude, I was like, I, I was thinking about being like, oh, fucking gloves off. Um, gloves off, fucking call him out by name. Call I, the name out. I am like, dude, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I'm telling tell you, we need an internet beef if we want to get famous. <laughs> it's, uh, it seems to be the only thing people care I about. I just sent you, I just sent you a screenshot on snap but it does bring up a good point that uh snacks and i try to always make sure that we're not like we're making fun of what people can control yeah yeah you know that's that's what it's about that's we try to avoid blaming victims and all that such which that's one of the things a 12 year old prostitute did anything wrong is that is not correct yeah and so i mean that's another thing i wanted to bring up is like i feel like we do a really good job of like drawing a line where we joke about the things that are happening because like you have that with with a lot of true crime comedy podcasts like it's very there's a hard line there that people often cross and like I don't care what you say. We talk about a ton of crime on this podcast. We're basically a fucking true crime podcast. It is what it is. But it's like that line of like, are we making fun of this person for being a victim? Or are we making fun of like, you know, something that was out of their control, like the fucking divine intervention of them running into the one person who could take them down or something like that. Um, And it's just like these people had obviously had like, I don't know what the word, maybe it's empathy for a 12 year old who fucking was forced to go into sex work because they couldn't eat. Uh, but yeah, it really pissed me off. And, and I was like, I like looked him up and everything. And I was like, yeah, y'all look like you would be saying shit like this. Fucking dude. I mean, it's like, it is, it's important to understand the influences that other things can have in people's lives. And yeah. like, even if they're awful people, like something like it sucks. It sucks if a bad person or if someone does something bad and they had a really rough upbringing, it's just like, I don't know. It just, you have to take that into consideration. Like, yeah, the fuck did you fucking see the, uh, parent, the dad of the, the uh, fucking club Q shooter. Oh Oh, my God, dude. Like, like you look at that guy who was like, a fucking in 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 him being a, a fucking addict or whatever has you know not anything to do with doesn't his, matter at all doesn't matter but like him being I mean like, it does probably impact him as a father as a parent a yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. so him being like oh when I first heard and I he I heard it was he was at a gay bar I was worried that he was gay and it's like no he's not gay he's just murdering people who are well, yeah. of that group but he says 
He says in that interview, he's like, oh, well, he, I, when I heard he wasn't just visiting, he, phew. I was yeah, like, he phew? was like, dude, what, he, it's I'm, better to you that he was killing yeah, any of them he was, instead he, of being there? And then he said something like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a conservative, conservative Republican. Republican. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you fucking, you could have <laughs> not went on the news and been fine, but you really, like, what in your fucking brain? I think at some point he mentions that he smokes meth or something like that. I was, um, I was really high late at night when I saw this message, I saw this headline that I'm going to read to you. Porn star dad of LGBT club massacre suspect spews homophobia in first interview. And I was like, what? What? Dude, that, <laughs> was, okay. that sounds like something so, out of a movie. Like, like and idiocracy. Then, well, and then get it, the part that really got me was, so he says, like we were talking about, they start telling me about the incident, shooting, and then I go and find out it's a gay bar. I got scared. Shit, is he gay? He says, and he's not gay. So I said, "Phew, I'm a conservative Republican," and I, I died. I was like, "Holy oh my God, God, Jesus!" And I, I texted a friend about it. I was like, "Could you imagine being like a Danish? Right? You're like a Danish twenty year old, and your grandma's like, what's this story I heard about? Could you explain any of that? Yeah. Like, that story is so bonkers Fucking and American. Bizarre. And you're just like." I, she's like, like your grand. The grandma's like, well, why did he say he was your conservative at the end? You're like, oh god, I it's just, dude, it's gonna take forever. Being, <laughs> being someone in a foreign it was country, ridiculous, and like looking at like headlines the like that, I do show that we. I would never, in, yeah. I would never want to come here. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm never no. And when people are like, oh, I want to go visit the states, I'm like, why? Why? It's nah. a fucking shit show. An well, absolute I mean, show. just go hit our national parks, don't talk to anyone, and leave. Yeah. That's it. It'll be fine. It's beautiful. You know? Uh, otherwise, you don't stop in the Midwest. Nope. Skip the South. Sucks. Completely. There's, Completely. there's maybe some cool stuff there, but it's not worth surviving the South. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah, just give it a visit, and, and that's it. Don't. But it's not. It's not. It's just bonkers. It it's is. It's just too insane. And and what's really like I was when that guy said that quote, I started like laughing hysterically, and it was like I don't know, probably crying. It's at like the same a time. desperation. Laugh. I was like, what is yeah, happening? It, yeah, it, and and like the thing is, that guy were like he's so horrible, but like his view and belief is what like a very average Republican that would is, say. Yeah, that you is know, true. he's like at least my son isn't gay. It was totally something that these the MAGA hats would think I was like, Oh my God. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that w- I just thought that was an, a good example of like that kid uh, and his dad was also, or his grandfather was also like a super conservative yeah. MAGA hat politician. And I was like, that kid was fucked. He was fucked. He never stood a chance. No. He, ne- his parents were horrible. Like, I'm not like, I, I don't have like, I don't know. It, what he did there's no excuse for but i have sympathy for the way he was brought up yeah yeah sucks. exactly yeah. yeah no there is there's no excuse for what he did but it, it's you know you look at his fucking dad and and again i want to make it very clear that we're not making any fucking excuse that dude no, is fucked no. and, and and i i would do you know deserves 
from my belief, deserves terrible things. Probably would have stomped on his head more than the yeah. other people. Exactly. Did, yeah, yeah. And I was but, like incredibly surprised at the restraint. He, I was like, he, I wouldn't have let that dude live. Uh, yeah, if he I, shot at me. No, absolutely. Yeah, no. That, that's over. grounds for me to kill you. But he got pretty. Fu- I mean, you, you you saw his mugshot. He got you? fucked up. He got yeah, fucked he up. Uh, and shout out to. Um, uh, good old fucking uh, Richard Fierro, who was the guy who initially stopped oh, yeah. him. That was cool. Um, and I couldn't find the name of the uh the other individual that was helping him because he said in an interview that he started shooting, and he's an army veteran, so he was like, I just kind of like went into fucking combat mode and like rushed him, got his got a got the pistol, took his rifle, got yeah. it away from him, grabbed his pistol, and got him on the ground, and he was like, I saw a like crease in his arm, like he was wearing like a vest and everything, I saw the crease where it was, and I just started hitting him with his pistol, and he said another individual ran up, and I was telling him, like, stomp on this dude, don't let him get up, and I couldn't find the name of the other person. I know! Uh, people I, were saying, I was confused about People that. were saying that it was like a drag queen that helped him, but I also saw the reports that it wasn't a drag queen, it was a, a, a trans individual who helped, you know, Whatever it is, like, shout out to that person at fucking as well. Um, They deserve the recognition. But, yeah, shout out to that guy. He's a fucking absolute hero. A fucking hero. Yeah, that's insane. Um, And, again, admire their restraint for not stopping him. For not killing him. Yeah. No, for not fucking. Because, like, that is grounds to be, like, kill you with my bare hands. Like, I'm going to shove my thumbs into your eyeballs until you stop moving. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, what's your story? So yeah, fuck that other podcast, fucking jabronis. So back in old uh, Yerba Buena in the 1960s, there's this very, very, very tiny village at the foot of Mexico's Sierra Madre Mountains. It's got a population of like 50 people, and most of them are like illiterate, don't go to, never, you know, been to formal schooling, stuff like that. So it's really tiny. They're also kind of like living in the dark ages. They don't have electricity or anything like that. They don't have telephones. And, um, you know, and I mean, it's, it's not like they got smartphones everywhere. It's the sixties, but still, you know, electricity, plumbing, stuff like that is pretty much standard. We have in that America. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hold on one second. So these villages, these villagers are very simple, humble farmers. They didn't have a ton of crop or livestock. Really. They only farmed, uh, so they were able to sustain themselves through the year, and they grew a little bit of extra so they could go and trade and sell with other villages in the area to make extra money. So by all means, they were not wealthy. They were just getting by with what they had. So anyways, around uh, late 1962, early 1963, this village gets itself like a, a pair of visitors. Uh, these um, two dudes roll into town, old Santos and Cayetano Hernandez. Uh, they were, um, these gentlemen roll up in the village who I can imagine didn't get too many visitors. And they were basically like, Hey, what's up girl bosses? All 50 of you just letting you know, we're actually prophets and high priests of the quote, powerful and exiled Inca gods. And they go on to tell these folks, oh. "Hey, the Inca gods, in exchange for worship and tributes, would grant them would grant you hidden treasures that are in the caves around the mountains surrounding your town. And then once that's done, they're going to come claim authority over their ancient kingdom, and they're going to punish anyone who doesn't believe in them. And uh, since these villagers didn't really have any formal education." 
none of them were like, hey, weren't the Incans in Peru and not anywhere near Mexico? Um, so they were just cool with it. They were like, yeah, that makes sense. That's perfect. Believable. Yeah, believable. Sounds good. So these dudes managed to convince these villagers that uh, they need to follow these exiled Incan gods and founded a cult that consisted of pretty much everyone in the village. Um, so these two brothers... Imagine not being... Yeah, yeah, you're just like, what the There's fuck like is happening? Dude? People yeah. in the cult, and you're like one, one guy, team, dude. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ, you guys are weird. Yeah, so um, obviously these brothers are like, hey, give us your valuables. So give us your money, give us everything you have, anything of value. Uh, and they regularly engage in drug fueled sex parties. Um, it says that they, so it says they engage in sexual activities with male and female adults of the village. But I'm going to go ahead and say that these they said they specifically said adults. And uh, something in me says that that is not I don't know. Maybe I'm adding an editorial thing here, but I, mean, I do you know. They said the adults. I don't know. I don't know, it's man. Bully. If they're fucking I mean, also like they're having drug orgies in a town of 50 people, that is so awkward. Yeah, and that's weird. true. <laughs> like, and they also they also sold some of their sex member their I'm sorry some of their cult members into sex slavery so I'm like not good dudes yeah I think they're just really banging anyone in the village yeah yeah so um plus I mean I don't know who knows if like they wanted to take those drugs or knew what they would do to them you know what I mean oh the so, villagers like, were definitely I had absolutely fucking had no idea I think these dudes I don't so know having sex with them while they're on these drugs was probably basically raping itself yeah anyway. yeah yeah I can't consent yeah. um so I mean it's it was it was all done with an act of illusion of like we are the prophets you need to do this for us so obviously consent was out the window from the very start and the drugs just added that's on how the that. lord works yeah I mean, he just got mary pregnant yeah that's true he was like yep that's <laughs> the one right there dude <laughs> um so this actually went on for quite some time uh the longer longer than it fucking should have until some of the cult members were like Hey, remember when you promised us like riches beyond our wildest dreams and we all had to do that? All we had to do was give you all of our stuff and have sex with you. When does that other part happen? Because um, it's been quite some time and we're all still pretty fucking poor. Uh, and the brother's like, well, shit, we didn't I was, think. I was promised great wealth. Yeah. Uh, where's my great wealth? Yeah. <laughs> so the brother's like, fuck, we need to do something to get these people to shut up and stay in line. But we can't exactly just give them money. One, we don't have, and two, we won't have control over them anymore. So they travel to Monterey, and it's there they run into Magdalena Solis and her brother. And so a little bit about her. She and her brother came from a severely impoverished family, which in turn caused her to have to turn to sex work at a very early age, and her brother was like her caretaker. I don't fucking like the word pimp. We're not using it. It's outdated. Uh, as far as I know. That could be wrong. I don't know that hierarchy. So I just don't like, I don't like using that word. Uh, this is a good time to recommend the wor- the book uh, Girls Like Us. Uh, by I need to find let me let me find the art the author. But okay, oh, wait, 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 is it? Because like in a lot of like the stories I listen to, there's that involve like you know these like um, sex workers and stuff like that. I can't remember if 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 there's like another term for 
the person because I know like the clients you I mean, called John. Pimp, pimp is the understood term. Uh, it's just that the mostly the problem is thinking being a pimp is cool. That's, yeah, that's that's fair. Thing. That, you know that makes mean? sense. Yeah, it's not it's not cool to pimp women because that's sexual slavery. Yeah, fucking shit. Uh, like, so yeah, yeah. So oh wait, no, I remembered. Uh, I think uh, girl, I guess I'm trying to. I had to look pull up my. Uh, my reading book or my book list, which is pretty long. So it's uh, girls like us by Rachel Lloyd. Look at this fucking guy. Uh, it's He's a, got it's, a long book list. Everyone look, <laughs> look at goose. He fucking reads or whatever. I was just day. trying to find it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, and I also had read like several books about kind of the same thing. I do this all the time. I read books about like the same topic at the same time. Yeah. So I get a little confused about who wrote which one. That's fair. Um, that was the same year I read the book Pimp by Iceberg Slim, too. Uh, the uh, Rachel Lloyd book is really good because it kind of goes into how those relationships are formed okay. and how uh, society really like kind of blames the women for those situations, yeah. even though often they're underage and there's no such thing as a child prostitute. Yeah, no. It's a really good book. It kind of it, it, it didn't like change my mind on anything. It wasn't like... Uh, to prostitutes or whatever, yeah, sex yeah, workers. Yeah. Uh, but they did bring awareness to like how society treated them. I was like, that's a good point. It, it was very eye opening. I, I recommend it a lot. What What was the author's name again? Do what? It's called. I said, what was the author's name again? Uh, Rachel Lloyd. Rachel. It's actually a super long title. Uh, it's. Girls like us fighting for a world where girls are not for sale. I believe, yeah, okay. a memoir. Okay, yeah, I have uh, it my, very good book. I have it on my uh, my fucking Amazon thing now. Fucking yeah, Daddy nice. Bezos. Okay, cool. All right, so um, so they travel to Monterey. That's where they run into Magdalena Solis. She, you know, like I said, very impoverished, turned to sex work at an early age because they had to eat. Um, so, and, <laughs> yeah, I said, I wrote in here, uh, I said, I feel like the term pimp is outdated, LMAO. Yeah, I had to turn to sex work as a child, and you know what we're not going to do is make fun of a kid who is trying to survive. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, and, and a kid doing that to eat is everyone else's fault, dude. But yeah, theirs. yeah, exactly. Everybody exactly. around them. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, the Hernandez brothers go to these two, and they're like, "Listen, girl bosses, we absolutely just fucking are scamming this shit out of some people who already have nothing. So we are, so we can make sure we have, or so we can make sure they have an extra nothing." It's great. You can do all the drugs you want. Fucking fornicating parties. Uh, the whole nine yards. So, um, and anyway, so they're like, yeah, the only problem is they're getting wise to our ruse, and we need something to get them to step back in line. You're hot, so we can tell them you're some kind of Inca goddess or some shit. And Magdalena's like, what? That sounds great. I'm in. So um, her and her brother go back to the village with the Hernandez brothers, one thing I forgot to mention is that inside the cave surrounding the village is where the villagers will go and do their little rituals. Um, and during one of these rituals in the cave, 
Uh, they like lit a fire and everything, which something about lighting a cave in a fire does not, or lighting a fire in a Light, cave, yeah, doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I don't know. I I guess if you got the if it's near the mouth, but like I feel like yeah. or a hole or whatever, yeah, yeah I, it could be done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The video I watched, he was like, he said that, and then I was like, oh yeah, carbon monoxide. And he was like, he was like, the fire will cause the cave to collapse because the heat. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that either. <laughs> um, so, so they use, um, they use the, do these, do these little rituals in this cave and using, uh, a fantastic little smoke trick, they made Magdalena appear out of thin air, it seemed, and convince everybody that she was the reincarnation of this goddess. I'm going to be honest, not even going to try to pronounce it. Don't even know what I'm looking at. So, um, okay. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of lines in those letters and I don't know what that means. (laughs) So anyways, this works like a fucking charm because the villagers have, I guess, never seen up close magic before. Um, so it, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, so they believe that she is the reincarnation of this goddess. So as time goes on, like the finger trick. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Taking her finger off. Yeah. She's like, is this your card? And like fucking that your nose. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, as time goes on, Magdalene really gets it into her head that she is this reincarnated goddess. Like she starts believing it fucking full-on go leans into it she eventually takes full control of this cult and it's not a great time for everyone uh so when she took control two followers like hey we're actually not super down with this with being sexually abused and we would like to leave and magdalene and the hernandez brothers were like well of course hold on one second and murder them um yeah naturally i was like man it's all those are always the most fascinating people to me. The first ones to leave the cult. I, I'm always a lot of bravery. The most interesting. Yeah. They're yeah. the most interesting of all of them. Cause yeah. I'm like, you were at a place where you could get put into a cult, but you also don't succumb to peer pressure yeah. to stay in to a stay cult. In that's a cult. powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. I think that's interesting. So, uh, after those first two murders, uh, she really kicked it into high gear. Magdalene soon grew bored of the drug fueled orgies. Uh, you know, You've been to one, you've been to them all. And uh, that's when she began to demand human sacrifices. Uh, so, so Magdalene was chosen because she was apparently, like, super pretty, and the brothers knew she would be able to woo the villagers. But looking at her arrest photos, she was pretty mid. I'm going to be honest with you. She wasn't. Okay. Yeah, she, <laughs> I was like, I was, Small uh, town, man. Pretty mid, dude. You know? I, I was like, I guess you're like an Ohio nine. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you go back to a small town in Kansas, you're like, God, yeah. Dude, I am yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I saw her arrest photos, and I was like, mm, maybe the drugs had taken their, their toll or something. I don't know. I digress. <laughs> but our... So our gal devises a, quote, blood ritual where the human sacrifice, which coincidentally was always someone who had expressed some form of dissatisfaction with the cult, uh, they would brutally beat them, they would burn them, and they would cut and mutilate, be cut and mutilated by every member of the cult before bleeding to death. After that, the blood was then gathered in a chalice and mixed with chicken blood and narcotics. Uh, which was oh. sounds fucking lit, like usually it peyote. Like a TikTok yeah, challenge. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it said they said they put peyote in it, which would have been a fucking experience. Um, so of course these people think this shit is working because they're like, uh, how yeah. out of their fucking mind on fucking cactus buttons? 
Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, and if you didn't even know, like, I don't know. I don't want to assume that they're like morons, but if they're in an isolated community without basic resources and no one's going to school, like they're mountain full. Dude, you know? yeah, like, yeah. I assume they don't like have the best idea of like what drugs are capable yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. So, like to to see what you would see on peyote. Yeah, see, especially like it oh. said they smoked a lot of marijuana, which is like you know it is a drug, but it's very I'm mild. Sure but like the, yeah, peyote, dude, not having that kind of knowledge of like the this chemical makeup of peyote, what it does to your brain, and then drinking it and being like, holy shit! Like you gotta believe, like. You just gotta believe that yeah. there's some fucking god. Like I saw God. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've all seen it. The time knife, we've seen it. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I didn't know you had seen all the, of the Yeah, good the good place. place. Yeah, it's a good show. Have we not talked about man, we I, we, about we've talked about it briefly. I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. Um it Dude, do a rewatch. Reagan and I's rewatch of it was super enlightening. Really? Okay. Because we were like stoned for all of it and we were so when we watched it the second time, we were like, Oh, I forgot about all of this it's awesome what is it what platform is it on is it on hulu or netflix netflix Netflix, okay um so anyway solace would drink uh drink this mixture pass it to the brothers they would drink and then they would pass around to the other members of the cult they believed it gave them supernatural abilities and when all the blood was gone they ended the ritual by ripping out the heart of the sacrificed person so oh yeah god brutal one night they were like dead by the time they ripped the heart out right i would like to believe so yes yeah Yeah, i can't imagine they would be alive after all that uh i don't think there's yeah so one night and apparently so this said one night in 1963 so apparently this didn't last they did all this in a span of like a year um so oh wow yeah so it really fucking escalated transformative year so uh one, one night on may of 1963 a young 14 year old local boy by the name of sebastian guillero uh is absolutely just vibing he's wandering around these caves and he happens to hear a bunch of noises and chanting and seeing light coming from one of the caves he's a little curious he's a curious little guy so he goes to investigate, and that's where he watches the cult sacrifice one of their victims. He's like, holy fucking crap on a shit sandwich. Fires him up, <sighs> dude, fires up the Lamborghinis and fucking kicks rock, rocks <laughs> for 25 kilometers to the town of Villagran. Um, where the I'm nearest- going to do a quick 13-mile <laughs> yeah, half-marathon yeah, jaunt yeah. to tell someone about this. Yeah, so, uh, so he heads Free over... cell phone era. So fucking, yeah, terrible. Oh, my God. So he heads over a to... A half-marathon? How long did it think it'd take you to run 13 miles right Never, now? never, dude. Uh, I, I wouldn't survive. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, uh, You're like, I'm going to walk it. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm give it a quick walk. <laughs> um, so, Villagran is where the nearest police station is located. So, this kid is exhausted and in shock. He just witnessed a murder and ran 15 miles. Um, two, two very exhausting activities, if you ask me. He tells the police he saw a group of murderers seized by ecstasy gathering to drink human blood. The police just fucking laugh at him. They're like, okay, buddy. Okay, little guy. Uh, so the following morning, one- see pre cell phone era, yep. so fucking yep. annoying. Annoying. He's like, I really ran all that Bro, way just to be laughed at. Wild. Yeah. So one investigator the following morning, Luis Martinez, escorts Sebastian home, and he was like, "All right, let's go. I'll take you home. I'll look into this vampire nonsense." 
And after they left, Martinez never returns to work. And the police were like, fuck, we might have to take this seriously. Um, so on May 31st of 1963, police, with the help of the Army, conduct a joint crackdown on Yerba Bueno. They arrest Magdalena and Elazar Solis at a farm in town. Uh, Santos Hernandez would later be killed by while resisting arrest, and his brother, the other prophet, had already been murdered by a delusional cult member who believed that taking apart the high priest's body would protect himself. Many of the, Ooh, yeah, see, it's tricky about yeah, that God stuff yeah. with the drugs, you know? That kind of really, flipped back on yeah, you. Yeah, turned back on you. So uh, many of the cult members then barricaded themselves inside the cave where they performed their rituals and engaged in a shootout with police where most of them died. Um, nice. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Man. So... During the investigation, these guys lived and died yeah, for brother. real, dude. <laughs> All in a year, dog. Like, geez. Um, so during the investigation, the dismembered corpses of Sebastian and Luis were found near the farm where Sol- the Solis siblings had been staying. Martinez's heart had been removed. Police ended up finding six more mutilated corpses. So Magdalena and her brother were sentenced to 50 years in prison for the murders of Sebastian and Luis. They couldn't be tried for the other six because none of the surviving cult members would snitch on them. Um, Whoa. Yeah, dude. They were like in it in it to win it dude would not tell them at all so uh the remaining of the remainder of the members that were alive after this whole ordeal were also all given 30 year prison sentences and that is 30 30 yeah it's not old timey at all it's the 60s man like that's kind of the worst time to be a, a satanist equivalent you know and being on drugs horrible dude fucking crazy bonkers the the old uh the old the old con was their demise i can't imagine that dude who got fucking the other brother who got murdered and then tore apart because that guy was like i need i need you um because you're gonna protect me really that's crazy it's like turned on you that's I mean, you're you're getting fifty mountain folk high on DMT and with a bunch of knives around, and you're just hoping nothing bad happens. Yeah, it's like you're playing with fire, bro. Yeah, and and also engaging in human sacrifices. So they've already got it in their head that like, oh, sacrificing a human is a way to protect us works. and give us what yeah, works. Exactly. So, you know, what happens if we sacrifice somebody who is God adjacent? Like that is dummies, dude. So how many people? of the community ended up alive and not in the cold. It was Anybody? like, no, from what I read, it was like all, every person in that village was, was in, Holy in the cold until those two were like, I don't know about all this and tried to sk- sk- boot scoot and boogie, you know, those are two of the most powerful people that have ever existed, that they were about to leave every single Dude, person. Yeah, for fucking real. Knew. Every person. They're they just like, nah, bad vibes their entire life. And they were like, yeah, we got to get a bone out of here. Yeah. Insane. I can't believe how effective their cult programming was that's nuts i dude i don't know i i want to say that that's nuts it's i guess maybe it's maybe it's one of those things of like you know you don't have a lot of education so you haven't experienced a lot in the world and i would imagine there was a lot of like you know uh you mysticism look, mysticism you look into yeah. you know like me- mexican folklore it's a lot of that too 
And so this whole idea of the Inca gods coming down and, and wanting you to worship them is, and you not knowing that the Inca gods were fucking from Peru or the Incas were from Peru, it, I don't know, it kind of tracks you being like, oh, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's easy to trick the dum-dums. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's it is. It's a sad thing, Yeah, but yeah. It, it, taking, it really it, taking advantage of them because they lived in an area yeah. where they wanted to just sustain themselves and fucking live their lives, you know. Man, what an insane story. That whole community is wiped off the mountain like that yeah. from some lunatics. Some fucking two jabronis coming in and fucking wanting money. Jeez. And from, like, poor mountain folk. Yeah. What you, yeah. Why? Them? That, Dude, is not them? The, that is not the person I would be like, you know who I'm going to con? Look, here's what you do, the people man. You already have soap nothing. bars. Yeah. <laughs> put money in them <laughs> yeah. and then sell them to people. But don't actually put the money in them. But uh, that's pretty. That's pretty sad. And, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. But at least everybody. Pre- I mean, I don't. No, I don't know. Kind of a weird sense of justice on that one, because like the cult founders died, but then the all the. I don't know. A well, cult the, member is kind of a victim, but kind of not. You no, know what I, mean? I think. I think. The way I see it is the cult founder, one of the founders died, but the other two just got, the other three, I'm sorry, uh, got sent to prison. But I think. Uh, I, I, which ones died in the shootout? So, so a lot of the cult members died in like, uh, I, oh, I didn't see okay. how many members died in the shootout. The Magdalene, her brother, and one of the Hernandez brothers were, were, uh, uh, oh, but no, I'm sorry. Magdalene and her brother were arrested and given 50 years. The Hernandez brothers, one of them died while resisting arrest to the police, and the other one died by the cult member killing him. So half the cult founders. I guess the Hernandez brothers were the founders. They died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Sad that, uh, I mean, the cult members died in a shootout. Yeah. It's like, and you know, the they're way, fucking out of their mind. Yeah, the way I see it is like, I don't really see, I don't know, I think there is a line of like, is this cult member a victim? Which initially, yes, they are. They are. I mean, yeah. you're, you're taking advantage of people who are in a spot in their life where they're hearing what they want to hear, you're telling them what they want to hear, and they're going to do it and believe because, you know, this is what's keeping them going. Now that doesn't say that it negates them, you know, their their uh, yeah their their um what's the word their fucking transgressions transgressions yeah it does not negate that at all they still did something wrong they murdered somebody they murdered multiple people should have known it was wrong yeah but also they are still in a sense a victim for you know someone yeah tricking them I know that's what that's the weird thing about cults is like. Even if, like, the people who died for fighting for uh, the Davidians, yeah, you know, yeah, for, yeah. I, like, I mean, first of all, shooting the ATF, it's kind of already a balanced thing on the yeah. scale of morals, but yeah. the, uh, like, they're fighting because they believe them. They, they believe them. They fully you know? believe and I'm like, what I they're... don't know. Like, are they bad people? I kind of hardly know, you know? I mean, like, it's so weird. In a sense of, like, in a sense of, like, them fighting for their beliefs, like, and, and that's all, I've always, you know, I've always, like, thought about that, of, like, you know, we, we, we set these ground rules of what is bad and what is not, but you have people who do these things who genuinely don't believe they're doing anything wrong. And it's, like, where... 
like the I don't know the weird morality of it is like we've deemed this wrong, but they have they don't have that part of them that thinks this is wrong. So yeah, how can I mean, that's how like, do they know? You're basically how, describing the the Crusades. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They just went and slaughtered people who had a completely different moral and legal system, and it's like, I mean, like cults. Now I'm a little more like less lenient on cult members doing stuff because I'm like the internet, the information age yeah, is real, is real. Right? And, and you can and like sure cults definitely are predatory. They're going for like vulnerable people, yeah. vulnerable people and whatever. But in the olden days, you never meet anybody. Someone tells you something to you. They have proved it. Yeah. I mean, shit, you know, you do what they say. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a weird one. I, uh, it's I, kinda, so it's, I'm sad that they died. Yeah, that, yeah. That sucks. I, I definitely agree with that. That like now, back in then, like I would, I would be a little more sympathetic to someone who was brainwashed in a cult. And, and don't get me wrong, I am still sympathetic to people who are brainwashed in a cult. Like some people got brainwashed at a very early age when they were kids and they didn't know any better. And like watching PewDiePie, yeah, videos. yeah, and shit <laughs> like that. But like. <laughs> Like you said, now in the information age, it's like the information for you to like free yourself is out there. It, you know, you just got to go look for it, which I get is yeah. way easier said than done when you've been told yeah, something your yeah. whole fucking life and you believe it to be true. And a lot of your emotional, you know, ties to that belief will get in the way of being like, you know, we see it every day. Like, I don't want to believe this because it doesn't align with how I feel. Um, and it's a very hard, yeah, it's a yeah. very hard thing to step out of that and be like, yeah, I'm honestly, wrong. that's a great example. Cause like, that's why I have zero sympathy for the MAGA cultists. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are pieces of shit. You're going out of your way to pieces, pieces of shit. You're going out of your way to not learn or disprove what is telling you is wrong. That's a totally different and, fucking cult and, than yeah, these people. And my know? favorite, my favorite thing about that is like, they're the same people who, will 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 wear shirts and flags that say facts don't care about your feelings and then whenever oh you're like God, hey this information you have is wrong and here's the facts to back it up they're like well i'm just i like i literally saw an argument on facebook where like somebody was like hey this information you're giving is wrong and this is the source for it being wrong and the guy's like well i'm just i'm just describing what i've seen in the world blah 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 what i'm you know how oh. i feel from what i've seen and it's like that's great that you've or that's cool that you've seen that happen you've experienced a lot of this rather than this but statistics show that it's actually the opposite of what you think your your feelings and observations facts don't care about those all the that being said i still still a tiny bit don't blame them because they're products of their environment and culture you know they they were up like the fucking shooter he was brought up by lunatics you know like I what, think would they never stood a fucking chance. I, I I definitely don't think that it is as you know black and white as people yeah. think. Like it's not just like he did this, he's wrong, which he is. He a hundred percent is wrong, and I am fucking applaud those individuals who did not kill him that night. But it's like you also got to take into account. Look at his fucking dad. He's a uh, bananas, fucking out of his mind. Yeah. The kid did not stand a chance. Uh, no, but no. I mean, you know, he could have gone to. A, like he could have gone to a uh you know probably poor goes to a bad school doesn't get as good of an education has less opportunities and work like it's just there's so much shit yeah, out of control, there's you know there's, there's a lot of sucks. variables and you know you also have people who are like well 
you know, I grew up like that or like, you know, fucking <laughs> Fuck like, off. or it being like, matter. I grew up like that and look at me, I didn't do that and like, I changed and like, yeah. I guess I understand that from a, a sense of like growing up in like a conservative household and like, you know, slowly sliding down the alt-right pipeline before educating myself and things of that nature. It's just, dude, it's a, it's a, it's, it, there's a lot of fucking gray areas that people don't like to acknowledge. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's our hot podcast. Take. Yeah, it's that's our hot podcast. Simple. But we want to make it completely clear that fuck that guy uh, should have got fucking killed on that nightclub floor, just like he shot all those people, uh, those five individuals, and the ones he injured. Truly, I didn't expect uh, to go off on a go off. How, how long on those did tangents. we? How how long was this episode? One forty two. That's not too bad. Uh, Yeah, I guess our last one was like an almost two hours. It was like five minutes shot, two hours. So, Um, yeah, this was a long one. Yeah, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, download, whatever you can do. Oh wait, 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 wait. What? This is our 99th episode. We're recording our 99th episode. Oh, right really? So what are we going to do for our 100th episode? Big one hundo. Dude, one hundo. Uh, we need to talk about that. We do. But, uh, you know, it. thanks to everybody who's been listening. Yeah, to we appreciate it. 100 episodes of our bullshit. Yeah, fucking listen to us from when we, when we were bad at podcasting. We're still kind of bad. I said absolutely like 42 times the first episode. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so thanks for sticking around through that garbage. Uh, send us mail. Yes. Send us mail. We, we love the listeners who like tag us on Instagram. Yeah, it is our favorite thing. Yeah. Shout out to bro, bro. He's always putting dude. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Um, I meant to to reply to his comment where he was, where they were like, uh, they were like, oh, I should make a drinking game out of how many times snacks and says, oh yeah, yeah. And I was, I meant to comment and be like, you die. (laughs) <laughs> he also uh commented his favorite uh thanksgiving meal which i asked people to do as well oh, really what was, was cool. it he, he just puts up yeah uh let me find i uh i'm being kind of a boomer right now i went to the post and i can't seem to bring the comments up are you for some reason well you're on the browser aren't you Oh, I'll do it like that yeah, yeah. i was doing it on my the phone like the um, app but yeah it's been yeah. Oh, you should just be able to tap the little comment button and it'll pull up the comments. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Bropra because they always be fucking interacting and stuff like that. Um, we love. Oh, actually, I think they might have deleted it. I don't see the comment now. Oh, that's weird. Uh, but uh, it's Still. yeah, it's nice hearing from the fans. It's, yeah, you yeah. Know, we got that mail. That was cool. Uh, we get lots of messages and tags. I think it's it's just a lot of fun. We so, very thanks, much guys. appreciate it. So we're gonna figure out what we gotta do for our fucking hundredth episode. Oh, because... I put it on a different. Ep- I put it on a. He didn't delete it. I put it on a, the wrong post that I thought. Oh. He said uh, his favorite was purple sweet potato pie. That was his favorite Thanksgiving dish. Not, Mine is deviled eggs. Not, I motherfucking dude. love deviled I, eggs. Deviled eggs are right. I have a friend. I don't know if you you may they the post their post kind of went viral, but they turned an ostrich egg into a deviled egg. Uh, that's amazing dude, it was like it, it was fucking uh quite uh quite the sight to be honest with you i said for years to people i've told it's come up more than you think but i i've always said i can eat a dozen eggs i know i can eat a dozen eggs Fair. easily 
And I knew that was true because I've eaten like 18 deviled eggs at a time. Like, That's easily 12 normal eggs. That is, yeah, that but, is true. Yeah, this, uh, um. Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, my God. It looks a little gross. It, Color yeah, it's, it's a big boy. It's the, you're looking at, the, are you looking at, uh, like the picture of the big deviled egg with a bunch of small ones? There's like a Play Doh yes, thing in the yes. background. Yes. Right? It yeah, looks, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I want to eat it. it. I want to eat it. It looks. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to uh, like post this to our Instagram or something like that. I'll, I'll make a post. Yeah, about yeah. It, but that's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I I like deviled eggs, but I'm not fucking cuckoo bananas crazy, you know, over them. Oh, yeah. I'm more oh. of a fucking bro. My family Ooh, always eighty five dollars for an ostrich egg. Eighty five dollars. Uh, that's a lot. That is a lot that's... of money. Shipping is going to be crazy. Oh yeah, um, my family makes a, an egg, really good custard pie, and like this, like caramel pie that is just fucking absolutely. <sighs> ad- so my, it uh, sounds baller. There is my rich fucking side of the family. Apparently, my uncle has this guy that he has done business with that every year sends him like a pecan pie that is like. A fat like it's like a five hundred dollar pie, and wow. he I yeah he like he because we I remember we joked about it a couple of years ago and he was like yeah he sends me this five it was like it I it might have been more than five hundred dollars it was like an absurd amount of money um to spend on a pie and he was like every year he sends me this fucking thousand dollar pie and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ dude and, I mean it doesn't even matter what it tastes like if it cost if I knew it cost that much and be like oh, oh it's delicious so good, so oh, good. My God. Yeah, yeah I've never had a better pie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we'll figure out what we're gonna do for a hundredth episode uh, maybe we'll, All right. maybe we'll make it a hundredth episode Lucy or something, or like we'll talk I, to I was people that and too. see yeah. who, if anyone wants to join us. We'll figure it out, but we will see you guys next week for our hundredth episode. Send us mail for it, gang. Yeah, send, send us, us mail. mail if you've episode. never sent us mail, send us mail for a hundredth episode. Tell us episode. your favorites. Tell us what you don't like about yeah, us. Yeah, even uh, if you're trying to talk shit. as long shit. as it's not a, about our appearance. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Too fragile. It's yeah, winter same. and I'm sad. Yeah, Just, we got, you got, can say the words out of my mouth and my personality. That's got fine. the big sad. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Love you so much. Bye bye.